Kiyosaki and I were talking about this last year on a cruise and he said, wealth is not the freaking money, you guys. And we're like, what do you mean? He goes, it's the experience when you go through the things. And how do you get that in a book or, in, or a seminar? That's not the experience. The experience is when you, you're like, ow, that hurt. What did I just learn? Because people think there's winners and losers. There's not. There's winners and learners. You're listening to Investing for Good, a show that brings you the stories and strategies of people who are investing to build a legacy for their families, create a meaningful and intentional life by design, and impact the world around them. And now, here are your hosts, Annie Dickerson and Julie Lamb. Hey, Julie. How's it going? Hey, going good over here. I'm going to talk about the weather again. But it's- <laughs> <laughs> no, I wanted to ask you about that book you're reading. You're reading The Happiness Advantage? Yes, I am. I'm reading the book about The Happiness Advantage, and it's about how uh, positivity and optimism fuels success in your work life and in your personal life. And it has just been a game changer for me. You know that we work so hard on our mindset and it's, we have a coach for that. It's something we always talk about. Um, and you know, with everything that's been going on really fell into a place of just the wrong mindset. And, um, just reading this book has been so eye opening and refreshing and reminds me of, all of the negative thoughts that you can have in your mind really create your reality, your version of what you think is actually real when in fact it may not be that way. It's just the negative thought patterns that you have um, are really dictating the way that you view the world and the way that you see your life. And I have, I'm determined and I'm committed because if you rewire your brain to focus on the positive and scan for the positives in your daily life, it actually rewires the neural pathways in your brain to almost become like a different person and live life and experience life in a different way. And so it's been such a game changer. Um, Heard about it in a mastermind group that I'm a part of, but just so powerful. And I know it's going to have lasting positive impact on not only my life today uh, with everything that we have going on, but in years, you know, years down the road. So um, yeah. Highly recommend anyone out there who's struggling with mindset issues, definitely pick up the book. As our coach says, if you're not getting the results that you want, you have to look back all the way back to the steps you're taking, to the actions, and all the way back down the line to the thoughts that you're having. And if the thoughts that you're having are negative thoughts, that may be the reason you're not finding the result that you want. So yeah, yeah, that is so powerful. And I, you know, I've had so many conversations with people who are on their wealth building journey and they're like, when I get that car or mm-hmm. when I get that house or when yep. I can take my family on that vacation, then I'll be happy. Right. And so many people have, I mean, it's good to have a goal, yep. but you have to realize that that is not the thing that's going to make you happy. Being happy, being happy is a choice, just like you mm-hmm. were saying. And it's about mm-hmm. rewiring your brain and looking for those positive aspects in your everyday life. Yeah. And if you can be happy today and find things to be gr- grateful for, you'll actually find that you'll get to that goal that you're trying to get to much faster than you otherwise would have with all these, you know, negative thoughts bouncing around in your head. So if anyone out there struggling with, with negative thoughts or not seeing the results you're looking for, I highly recommend that book. Well, that, that dovetails nicely with, um, our conversation today with Damien Lupo, cause he, in this episode, he talks about how most people look at retirement as this thing in the the distant future that when I retire, then I'll have enough money or then I'll be happy or then I'll be able to do the things that I want to do. Um, But then on the flip side, most people don't know, you know, how how much money they need for retirement. There's Mm -hmm. a lot of fear and confusion that goes into um, saving up for retirement and what that actually looks like. And so in this conversation, we talked to Damien about an actual product that he's created called the EQRP, the Enhanced Qualified Retirement Account. Is that right? Retirement plan. Yeah. Retirement plan. Thank you. Enhanced Qualified Retirement Plan, Uh um, where he helps people Mm -hmm. in a, use this simplified method without paying all the fees, with having total control, um, which is something that is so opposite of the traditional retirement savings plan. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, this episode though was not only valuable with the information that he shared about qualified retirement plans, but just about his story and where he had come from and the his mission, right? And and I love what he says. He says his his mission is to break the shackles and break free, and and that is something that has for the last four or five years, ever since I stumbled upon this world of real estate investing and and all of the things that we've learned about. This is something that is close to me that. I feel like I've been trying to break away from too and try to get out of the 529 plans, the 401ks, the work a job for the next 30 years of your life, buy a home, pay it off, retire at 60. Like I don't want that life. And and I when I discovered this world, I feel so grateful that I did stumble upon this world. But part of Damien's mission also is to what he says, break the shackles and help people um, you know, break free and learn to take responsibility for for their own lives. And I think that's so important and people need to do this and need this information. Again, part of the reason we do this podcast is to share our network and the resources that we have and um, so much good information from Damien here, not only in the EQRP world, but also just in his mission. Absolutely. For anybody out there listening who's never heard of the EQRP, buckle up because there's going to be some really great information, not only about that, but as Julie, as you were saying, about his whole journey to get there as well. So here's our our conversation with Damien Lupo. Hey, Damien, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good, Annie. Good to see you. Julie, hey, good to see you. We're thrilled that you're here. Now, Damien, perhaps more than anyone I know, you have this just this fierce passion for helping others to break through the financial shackles that are holding them back and achieve financial freedom. And I know that in your own wealth journey, you've experienced the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. And I remember you speaking at an event a few years ago and telling this, just this really poignant story about your father and about one of the last conversations you had with him where he told you that there were so many things that he wanted to do with his life, but he wasn't able to do. And I just, that stuck so clearly in my mind. So tell us a little bit more about that moment and the impact that it had on you and your mission to help others achieve financial freedom. It's, it's actually giving me shivers now. Like I've never heard anybody tell me my own story and it's kind of interesting. And, and, and it just reminds me of how powerful that time was. This was, this was a, a few years after I had built a portfolio of $20 million of basically houses and some, some apartments and things. And then I lost it. So I went from a $20 million portfolio to a negative $5 million net worth. Very big problem when your entire self-worth is your net worth. It's like, wow, this is not good. So I, I was kind of stumbling around figuring out what I was going to do for a couple of years, mostly in denial of what had just happened. And and then a couple of years after that, after I'd done some work on myself, which is really the best investment. I mean, point blank, y'all know this. The best investment you'll ever make is not in any type of real estate or stock. It's in yourself. And I, I was I was talking to my dad after he'd been diagnosed with uh, stage four with cancer. And we were just talking. And, and when he made that comment that there were so many things it just stuck with me. Like it tattooed that, that tattooed on my soul. And I went, Whoa, he literally is at the end and he has no more choices. And I see people that have choices, but they live in fear. They're, they're literally shackling themselves. And I'm going, why are you doing this? Because they're in fear of making mistakes, which is what we're trained to not make as kids. You make a mistake, you're ostracized. They throw you out of the tribe. It's like, Oh, you're, you got 50%. We're putting you outside the school. You're a loser. And, and I was like, he played by the rules. He played by the rules and he retired, basically broke, didn't have much money in his, you know, his 401k. And, and he, he always felt like there wasn't enough. So he, he hesitated. One of the things that most people don't know is like, he didn't feel comfortable in spending the money to go to my sister's wedding. And I was like, that's gotta be a brutal place where you don't. And I, I, I don't really share that, but I think it's really powerful to see and maybe think about what decisions are we making that are money-based that we'd rather not make. And that's, that's part of those shackles. And it made me crazy. So I started thinking about what, what, why I was here. Was it just to make another 20 million bucks or was there something deeper and seeing the pain that he went through and his finality where he no longer had that choice gave me a burning desire. And then it's kind of where the tools and the background and the experiences and the, and the time in, in history came together. And I said, ah, I see a way to break shackles. And so that's what, that's what I've been doing for the last eight years. 
Wow. Wow. Well, take us before that. Okay. So now you've piqued my interest. $20 million to negative $5 million in net worth. How did, how did that happen? What, what was, how did you build up to $20 million? And then what happened when you lost it all? So you all have heard the, the word assume, you know, how you assume it makes an ass out of you and me. Well, mm-hmm. I assumed a lot. And mm-hmm. in the beginning, I assumed I was invincible. And I, I also assumed that whatever people on stage said was actually true. So I just went out and started doing everything they said. And so I went to, it started off with like one of these 2 a.m. infomercials. Who knows who it was? But mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's a good idea. So I went to Florida for an event, bought everybody's tapes. And I'm, these are legitimately tapes, which can't be used anymore because every tape player is broken now, except a $1,000 one on eBay. So I'm like, oh, I got these tapes and I burned them out. And I just started doing what they suggested. And I was like, oh, that's a great idea. And I didn't just think, what's the next great idea? I actually did something with it. And that's the, that's the gap because the knowledge is not powerful. It's just dead weight until you actually do something with it and bring it mm-hmm. to life. It's like giving CPR to the information. Mm-hmm. And so I, I went out and started doing that stuff. And all I was doing for about five years was buying houses and then just lease optioning them and basically being the bank. And that mm-hmm. turned into 150 houses. So in 2004 and five, it was really funny. I looked brilliant. Like, oh my gosh, look at all these houses that have doubled in. I, I wasn't that smart. I just took a lot of action and I caught a wave. And at the time I thought I was brilliant, which is the problem because my ego became massive. Like mm-hmm. y'all think we think that Donald Trump has an ego. You should have seen me in 2005. <laughs> I mean, it, Trump was like a baby compared to my ego back then. So I was should have like, run I, for president. I should have run for president. I would have beat Trump all over the anyways. Um, so it, it was, that's what I did. And then I said, okay, sold off these houses, made millions, had cash. And I was like, okay, cool. So what's next? Buy a Ferrari. That was good. Didn't have it. Didn't have enough fun, so I bought. I had a fleet of cars that I was playing with, and and then I said I can go do this again with bigger numbers. Let's add some zeros. Typical mm-hmm. thing. I'll do a house, and then I'll do multifamily. The problem is I didn't have the foundation or the fundamentals, and I didn't actually understand me. I didn't have any values other than more. More is not a value unless you want to go off a cliff. By the way, mm-hmm. it's got to be something else. More is just more. It's not better, and and I didn't realize that. So I went out and I started developing multifamily. Um, condo stacks in Birmingham, um, $4 million houses next to George Bush's estate in Maine. Like I was all over the place because I was 10 feet tall and bulletproof. Mm-hmm. And, and this thought, was still, this was like 2005-ish? This was, this was uh, five, bled, bled into six. So six and okay. seven, I went out and started doing all these projects. And the assumption was, okay, a pro forma is reality 100% of the time. That was what I was thinking. Like that's always going to happen. So I had these projects. I had, it was either five or seven projects where my personal piece of those deals was a million plus in profit within a year to a year and a half. Mm-hmm. A year after that whole, like, this is reality, a year later, I lost a million at least on each one of those personally. And mm-hmm. so that's how you go from a $20 million portfolio to negative 5 million. You lose a million when you thought you were going to make another million. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was because I didn't have the teams in place. I didn't have the wisdom. I wasn't bald enough, quite frankly. And there was nobody bald enough on the team or gray enough that had been through things for 10 or 20 years. And, you know, I, I love what people are doing. They're out there. They're aggressive investing. The problem is a lot of times people don't have other people that have seen things into the future because of their past. And it's like we've, four years is not enough. If that's the entire collective experience, we need decades. And so I basically just blew it all up and then said, oh, dang, I guess I didn't know everything. And I also, what I did learn is, is that all I really had was a focus for more. It was very hedonistic. And I see that unfortunately with a lot of people and it's a permanent shackle because you can never get enough. You can never drink enough wine. You can never have enough experiences of adrenaline. You can never buy enough houses. You can never have enough cash. It's never enough. Got to have something else. And that was where that moment with my dad and just that being lost, it was kind of the hero's journey going into the woods, you know, stumbling around bleeding. And, and then I, I said, okay, you know what? It's going to be about, it's going to be about something more than just my own excitement. Um, now when people say I'm bored with my investing, I'm like, go take up skydiving. Your investing isn't supposed <laughs> to be super exciting. Like, give me a break. It should be boring. That's how it gets sexy. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so that was, that was the transition when I went through, you know, what I was doing and, um, and it, and it led to, you know, it led to a mission, which is probably one of the most valuable things that we can start with. It's our, we've, we've heard this from a million people. I'm not the originator, right? It's, but having values that you know are, are guiding you, the values guide you, the mission pulls you and, and it keeps you going where you're supposed to go. If you don't have those, it's like whatever is shiny. It's, we look like a bunch of drunk squirrels chasing 
you know, shiny nuts. Like it's stupid. So you go from $20 million and then you lose it all. And then how do you More pick yourself? Then all. Let's just make <laughs> make really clear, like way right, past all. Right, because you actually went into a negative $5 million net worth, right? Yep. So it, it always interests me because I've heard this story happen to so many people, uh, not so many, but a good number of people where they, they build it up. I mean, we've had several people on the show where they'll come on they and you know they made all this money in 2006, seven, and then they lost it all, right? And then they decided, they took a few years off and then they decided to get back into the game and, and build it all back up. So that always intrigues me because it talks, it speaks so um, much to your ability and your to reinvent yourself and your resiliency and your ability to say, okay, well, I'm going to just dust myself off. I'm going to stand back up and I'm going to get out there and I'm going to do it again. And I think that's something that so many people need to hear because there are probably, I'm assuming, are going to be, if not already, a good number of people who are losing right now um, or will be losing. So talk to us about that, how you how you were able to you know, find yourself again and, and get to where you are now and what steps did you take to, to do that? It's a great question. You mentioned reinvented myself. I, it's funny because in 2012, part of my process was writing a book about the process for two reasons. And it, the book is called Reinvented Life. One reason I wrote it was because I wanted to document everything I had done and all the lessons and how to process so -hmm. that I would never be the dum-dum that did the things before because somebody could say, hey, you wrote about this in chapter five. Are you doing the same thing? It's like, no, okay, you're right. I I did write about this. Okay, that's a little (laughs) bit stupid. The other one was I wanted to help people that were going to go through the same thing. And what I found was that people would come to me and say, I thought I was the only one. And Mm -hmm. I was like, you weren't. They're like, I know, but nobody ever really talked about it because it's the shame. It's a very low energy, the shame. And and so there's stages of grief. And part of the first one is like deep denial. So for a couple of years, I'm like, cool. I still got my American Express black card. I still have my Ferrari for a while. And I still got money on credit lines. And so I just pretended. And then when I got to the end of that, no car, no credit lines, like I couldn't even finance a toaster oven at the end of this thing. Seriously. Like I had to ask my dad and a friend to help me get an apartment and a cell phone. It's very humbling. (laughs) You're like, dad, I'm 30 years old. Can you sign on a lease after being a multimillionaire and telling him that he was stupid and I was right, righteous and super dumb. That's what I did. And so the process was for me. And I think for a lot of people, the key is, is saying, okay, it's my life. It's my responsibility. I own it. There's, there's no victim in, in my conversation with myself. You have to move past that. If you say it's the economy, which I used to say, it's the economy. It's my stupid cheating partners, like all the excuses, no way to change it. Once I shifted and said, no, it was all me. I made the choices. It was me. It, when the investors lost money with me, I did that. Like I chose the the deals. I chose the managers. It was all me. So if there's, if there's a buck stops here, that was me. And once I did that, I could say, okay, well, what did I learn? And, and I'm going to do better. When people say I've never lost anything, I'm like, well, okay, you've only been in this thing for five minutes. Give it time or you're lying because mm-hmm. it, you know, stumbling and tripping and that's part of growing. Kiyosaki and I were talking about this last year on a cruise and he said, wealth is not the freaking money, you guys. And we're like, what do you mean? He goes, it's the experience when you go through the things and how do you get that in a book or, in, or a seminar? That's not the experience. The experience is when you, you're like, ow, that hurt. What did I just learn? Because people think there's winners and losers. There's not. There's winners and learners. And, and if you get that, you're like, okay, I either made money or I learned something. And then you leverage off of that. So the learning is where you leverage and you leverage from other people's learning too okay, how can I be more responsible? And two, what is the truth? And when I peeled back the layers during two years of therapy, and it was like a coach therapist digging, we asked one question, y'all, for two years, what is true? It's the premise for the book. And, and when I realized I was just a douche, I was like, man, I don't like being a douche. Who am I? I'm actually a teacher. I'm not a douche, but I was trying to prove something to validate that I was worth something to other people that didn't really know me. And it, and I was like, well, that's just dumb. Like that's an ego trying to validate itself. It's that significance portion of our basic human needs. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, well, what matters more? The, the, next, the next 30 years of my life are going to matter more than just the next experience of juice and adrenaline. And, and that was when I shifted over and said, okay, I'm a teacher. And I got back into the martial arts and started giving to people. And what I found was that helping people get what they wanted and then also doing the thing that I'm teaching, there's an integrity there and all of the wealth starts happening as a side effect. It's not something to focus on. It's something to allow to happen when you're doing the thing. And I am not saying will a bag of money from the sky. It's not, this is not the secret. People are like, oh, I just have to think about it. I'm like, no, you gotta do something. You gotta get off your butt and get on your feet. Y'all do this every day. I see your emails all the time. I see what you're doing. Y'all are not willing wealth. You're creating wealth by helping a lot of people. And that's... Mm that's the key. And it's like not yeah. that hard, but yeah. there's a lot of work involved. So that was the process. Oof. 
Wow, that is so much in there. Um, you know, the shifting, the, the victim mentality. We were just having a conversation with our coach the other day, a couple of weeks ago, and talking about this very thing. And um, I was falling into that victim trap of, you know, oh, all this stuff is happening to me, the coronavirus, my kids at home, work is stressful, husband's home. It was just crazy. And it was like the moment after we had this coaching call, the moment that he talked to me and he, he brought that out and he made me recognize that that's where I was falling. That's where I was putting myself. And the moment that I took myself away from that victim mentality into a place of, you know, taking responsibility and being resourceful, it was the moment that like everything became not so stressful anymore. And the moment that I rised up and basically took responsibility and it became so much easier and less stressful. So um, such good advice there. I love that. So tell us a little bit about what you're doing now. So you lost a bunch of money. You, you wrote a book in 2012. You reinvented yourself. And then, and then what? How did you get into doing what you do now? And I can't wait to get to that piece. I want to make sure we have enough time for that because I know nothing about what you do and I, I have so many questions. So tell us about how you got from the book to, to kind of and then what did you do to, and then to where you got, where you're at now and what you're doing? Sure. Well, one of the things that's, that's really important that I missed completely is that I was not clear on numbers for a long time. I just knew there was a lot of, excuse me, there's a lot of top line. So this mm -hmm. is an ego thing. When somebody says, well, I have 4,000 doors or I make $800,000 a year. And I'm like, okay, how much is in your bank account at the end of the year? Mm -hmm. And your 4,000 doors. Are you making any cash flow? Well, not really. So there's right. like be getting clear on the numbers and what the what story they're telling. And I see people talking about their net worth. I'm like, your net worth is worth less if it's not paying you and you're starving to death. And mm -hmm. people are like, oh no, it's important. I'm like, why? Because it says that you've accomplished something, but you're still, you know, scrambling. Like in that y'all's thing, scrambled. Um, yeah. So I mean, it's a <laughs> good egg scramble. <laughs> you know it. So, but, <laughs> a little comedy mixed in here. Uh, but people are funny because they don't want to look at that stuff. So what I decided was everything I do is going to be based on reality and it's not going to be on some subjective reality. It's the number reality. Now, here's something that's really important. And then we'll get to the stuff that I'm doing today that some things that you can count don't count and some things that can count can't be counted. So it's really important to understand that because some people go, I'm driving my business by the metrics. I'm like, good, but that's not enough. There's got to be more because there are things that truly do count like your culture. How do you measure your culture? You know, and, and those, those type of things. So I, I said, okay, I'm going to do things differently. I'm going to do them in objective reality. So the business that I'm going to end up doing, the investing I'm going to do is not going to be based on smoke and mirrors. It's going to be based on this, this works, which is why most people bring deals. Now I see deals all the time and most of them are crap. I was like, okay, let's look at reality here. And they go, yeah, but we're going to double our money in seven minutes and I'm going to get a 27% return this month. And I was like, wow, have you heard of Charles Ponzi? They're like, what? <laughs> so it's, it's a shift into reality and there's a calming effect. You get very present and sometimes it's a little uncomfortable, but there's a groundingness when you get clear. Because clarity is truly power. And what most people aren't clear about is their retirement. I just had a conversation this morning with a gal and, and I said, okay, so like, what do you want to talk about? How can I help? She said, well, I want to double my money in two to four years. And I said, okay, any ideas how? She was like a super passive. I'm like, is that a thing? Like a super passive, you're going to double your money in two to four years. She goes, well, that's my goal. And I dug and then she said, well, it's because I want to beat my husband. And I was like, oh, your ego is wanting to play at double. And she goes, well, yeah, I go. So we, we unpack most people's retirement. They don't have a clue about the numbers. And what I realized is if we can get clear about the numbers, it's not that much of a leap. It's not that like the Wall Street BS where they say, oh, you need $2.7 million in your mutual funds and then you'll be good for retirement. I'm like, you guys are a bunch of crooks. Mm -hmm. You don't need $2.7 million. You need like $6,000 a month. How do we figure that one out? You can do that with no money. I started off with negative $6,000 on a credit card buying a house that turned into a $20 million portfolio. If I wasn't so naive and, and you know idiotic, I probably would have kept a bunch of that. But the point is we're getting the wrong messaging. And so I started focusing on the retirement stuff after my dad died. And, and I said, okay, well, people need better information. They need honest information and they need a better tool. So what, what, what's, what's the tool they have? They have a 401k, they have an IRA and they have a bunch of mutual funds and they're smoking a bunch of hopium. Maybe it'll mm -hmm. work out. I'm like, no, you're just really high and you're broke at the end. So that's, that's where I started looking around and saying, okay, what are the options? And what I realized is the truth wasn't even an option because it wasn't being told. And, and over a couple of years, I dug into the tax code and I became a freak about the tax code and I'm reading it all. And I'm talking to accountants and I'm like, what are you talking about? I go, don't you guys read this? And they're like, it's 80,000 pages. I'm like, I know, but it's so cool. So I'm getting into this <laughs> stuff. I'm like, I'm not a CPA, but 
I know more about this than I teach CPAs about this stuff because I got narrowly focused. And I said, mm-hmm. y'all, there's a, there's a way to control money outside of IRAs, outside of these other things. And so my team and I built this thing where it's, and it's called the EQRP that gives you control, protects the money from vultures. So if you haven't been sued yet in real estate, like mm-hmm. tenants get mad and, and they become entitled, they become victims, they sue. And you're like, I didn't do anything, but they sue you anyway. So I mean, you guys are like, man, this is terrible. It's very pessimistic. This is reality. We're in America. It's a yep. land of litigation. Look at every bus That's in right. every city in the country. It says mm-hmm. injured, hurt feelings, call mm-hmm. me. We'll sue mm-hmm. somebody. We got to protect these things. So we built this thing and it allows people to have money that they control. It's private. There's no public record which is very interesting. Everything else has a public record. Everything else that's out there, you can tie together with Wikicorp. And so I'm like, okay, I want people, people want to be private because of targeting. It's not because we're trying to hide some conspiracy that we're doing. It's because there are jerks out there that want to steal your money. They're called communists. And I don't like them. I I like most people. I don't like communists because they want to steal and it's not right. So we built this tool so people could have their retirement money and get it out of where it was stuck in 401k jail, Wall Street jail. Now, because of what's happened with Congress a few months ago, there's ways for people to get money out of retirement accounts while they're still working. That's Mm -hmm. never happened before at this level. And so people can pull a couple hundred thousand dollars out and say, okay, I'm in control. Maybe I'm going to do real estate. Maybe I'm going to invest in my own business. Mm -hmm. It just opened up the skies. It was like, ah, it was so great. (laughs) I'm pretty happy right now, like with what Congress did. And usually that doesn't happen. Yeah. We'll get back to our conversation with Damien in just a minute. Have you been thinking about investing in real estate, but aren't sure you have the time or the desire to manage the investment? Perhaps you're afraid like we were that you'll make the mistake of choosing the wrong market or the wrong team and lose your entire investment. Well, that's exactly why we created the Good Egg Investor Club. We do the work of identifying solid real estate investment opportunities in the best markets around the country and then partner with you to acquire these investments and then we'll all share in the returns. We'll identify the growing markets, strong experienced teams and the solid deals. We do all the heavy lifting of managing the tenants and the renovations and as a passive partner, you get to enjoy all the benefits of investing in real estate, monthly cash flow, long-term appreciation and the ongoing tax benefits. When we first discovered passive investing through real estate syndications, we realized it fit perfectly into our busy lives. We could put our money to work for our families, work less, and get more time back in our days so that we could focus on what matters most and discover our true passion and purpose in life. We've now helped hundreds of people invest passively in real estate syndications and are seeing the positive impact it's had on their lives. We invite you to partner with us by joining the Good Egg Investor Club today so you can start putting your money to work for you and get more time back in your day because we know that when people have more time in their days, they can do the true work they were intended to do and the world will be a better place. To sign up for the Good Egg Investor Club, go to goodegginvestments.com slash invest and we'll take it from there. That's goodegginvestments.com slash invest. And now... Back to our chat with Damian Lupo. Given that most people don't understand what retirement really looks like or what they should expect or how much they need to save, take us through typically what people experience with a 401k and then take us through how the EQRP is different and what that experience is like. And also, can you define what EQRP is? Because I'm sure a lot of people don't know what that means. Yeah. And I'm glad you asked that. Um, So I'll do backwards. The first thing, the EQRP is the Enhanced Qualified Retirement Plan. It's a unique plan. And there's a guy named Mark on the internet that likes to write, hey, this is the same thing. It's not. And if you want to have a conversation, we can go live on YouTube and talk about this. It's a uniquely built product that has protections liability-wise. It allows you to control your money, whether you have employees, whether you don't have employees. And people like to blob things together. So it's unfortunate if you, if you Google, which everybody does, like in the middle of a podcast, like oh, I got to Google these things, understand <laughs> we're, we live in an age of fake news and fake information and people that are so small, they can't create something. So they try to tear other things down. It's called crabs in a box. And I see that a lot. So if you want to actually understand what it is, why don't you, you know, go to the people that created it? You're listening to them right now. I'm the one that created it and it's a unique thing. It's the, the enhanced part means that you can do things with control. You've got control of your money. If you have, if you're an individual operator or you've got five part-time employees, this works, it's dynamic 
And again, it's anonymous, so it's private. It's shielded from litigation. People like to pretend that other things are the same. Oh, my IRA is fine or my solo 401k is fine. It's just not true. And I, and I love when we actually get to the facts about it because people don't really have an answer. Quite frankly, they don't know. Very few people are nutty enough to dig into the tax code this deep. And, and so the tax code is the backup. You want to talk about the facts? Tax code is black and white. So that was, that's what the EQRP is. And then um, normally people say, okay, I've got a 401k at work and I put some money into it. They match. Yay, free money. It's not free money. It's, it's stuck jailed money. So you get, oh, I get, I get matching one for one. Yeah, but it's in mutual funds for the next 35 years. So mm-hmm. do you actually have control? Let me tell you, if you are, if you get, if you train yourself, you have financial literacy, if you study, you're going to do way better than the quote unquote free money. If you're actually in control, you can take your dollar and turn it into 10. Mutual funds mm-hmm. aren't going to do that over the next 10 years. You in control, absolutely no problem if you're doing things like real estate. Most people will go and, and they, they have a 401k and they think they're doing the right thing. My dad did. My mom did. Most people do. Right. And then they're just kind of sitting there going, okay, I need this number. And advisors have these complex calculators and secret, you know, behind the curtain, you need $2.7 million and then you'll be safe. Mm-hmm. People get to a retirement, they get to 55, 60 years old and they, they go, okay, I've got, I've had people call me, I've got $2 million and I'm scared. Why? Yeah. Because they don't have any skills. They have no muscle. Right. Half of them is this like, I have $2 million, Schwarzenegger. The other side is like Pee Wee Herman with their financial literacy <laughs> investing skills. They're like weak. They don't know anything. And so they're scared. Like I'm going to get run over by a bluebird. Like it's mm-hmm. not going to be good. The power and the confidence and the freedom is in the experience and your confidence in yourself because you've done something. So typically people have no skills and they go, I can't spend another 30 years to get here. That's the problem. When people say, I don't really understand that number stuff. They just hand it over. My financial advisor, it's not a financial advisor. It's mostly a financial salesperson that sells you mutual funds right. and life insurance. Yeah. They're not necessarily bad people, but understand the interests. They're not aligned with you. Them telling you, you need 2.7 million. You're like, okay, I need to give you more money to, more money to fee me. Not feed me, fee me, right? <laughs> so they, that's one option and that's what most people do. And then they, they wake up and they're out of time and they go, well, I do have some time left and I hope I don't run out of money. So this is the strategy people have, whether they have a 401k or an IRA or a 457 thrift savings plan, it, there's no control. Mm-hmm. And having a, a, a system that you say, well, I'm going to pick bonds of 30% and I'm going to pick 60% of growth funds and internationals 10. That is not a system. That is not diversification. That's stupidity. You know, just listen to people like Buffett and Bogle, John Bogle, who founded Vanguard. Listen to people that understand this stuff. Bogle said, if you're going to do stock market stuff, just pick a Vanguard S&P 500 fund and just nothing. That's it. You're done. Simple. Don't make it complicated. But he even said, the system is pretty rigged. Like you're, you're going to, you're going to end up giving up 80% of your money to fees and taxes. Because many people know this, but most people don't. We're told to build this thing up and use deferred money, like make a contribution, don't pay taxes today. And that's awesome. Why? Because when you retire, you'll pay less taxes because you'll be in a lower tax bracket. I'm like, so you're telling me that my plan is to be broke when I retire. That's what you're telling me. Like Mm -hmm. That is the single-handedly stupidest thing I've ever Mm -hmm. heard. I'm planning on being rich. If you're not planning on being rich, what is wrong (laughs) with you? I know. <laughs> so, so that is the, that's the problem with the current system. And the other option is when you take control and you go to zero taxes, there's a mm-hmm. very realistic way to go to zero taxes with the different tax acts in the last three and a half years, because you can use real estate professional status. You can use the Roth component of an EQRP. You can pay no taxes for life. I'm telling you, if you have a, if you have three or $400,000 in a retirement account and you're 40, 45 years old, I can show you a path to being free forever before you're 50. And it is not speculation. It's just understanding the rules and having the right team, listening to this podcast, getting better information than CNN and CNBC and Jim Cramer. Like you got to go different places. Yeah. Which is so much of the reason that we even do this podcast in the first place is because we, Annie and I have discovered over the last three, four years, all of these secrets. I heard that once on a podcast about, you know, the 401k and like, you know, being in in a, you know, making less money when I retire. And I was like, Oh my gosh, what am I doing? And at that moment, I pulled everything out of my 401k, moved it into a self-directed IRA, which I want to ask you about, um, and stopped contributing to my 401k. Told my husband, (laughs) this was four years ago, we have not contributed to our 401k and we have our money working elsewhere for us. But um, uh, people in the mainstream need to know about 
these kinds of things because that's the problem is we're fighting this uphill battle of trying to convince people of, of all of these other strategies that Annie and I have discovered, but it's so hard because there's, it's so ingrained in them. No, this is what I have to do. This is what I have to do. Um, so, so I'm glad that you brought that up. Is the difference between a self-directed IRA and an EQRP? Are they the same different? Like how does, what are the benefits? And a solo K. Yeah, let's let's talk about those. So the biggest difference to start off with is the default. The self-directed IRA is the default. There's $10 trillion. There's more than a third of the retirement money is in IRAs. Mm -hmm. And, And so where do people think they're supposed to go? IRAs, because the marketing is so massive. So they go to IRAs. Big difference is you've got a custodian, so you've got to go through somebody that is basically still touching your money and still feeing you for things that you're doing. Right. And and then what can you do with it? You what can you put into it? You can put six thousand bucks a year. Whereas with an EQRP or a solo K or a four hundred one K, you can put fifty seven thousand. So ten times more money or ten times less, depending on which one you're looking at. If you're doing real estate stuff and you do a real estate deal, most real estate has debt, and I mean, we like real estate because of debt. People will give you a lot of cheap debt. If you use an IRA and you use, you use real estate, you buy real estate with it, when you exit that real estate, you're going to pay UBIT tax, unrelated business income tax. And what, here's what that looks like. Let's say you have 50,000 bucks. You invest in a real estate deal. That 50 goes to 100 and it was 70% leveraged. This is a very normal deal. This happens a lot. And let's say it, right. you know, it doubles over five years. Okay, that's a pretty deep, pretty common deal right now. That In that case, you're likely to pay somewhere between ten dollars and $12,000 in UBIT tax if you used an IRA. That's just real numbers. I see this, the tax returns and the consequences all the, all the time. With an EQRP or a solo or a 401k, it's zero because it's exempt from UBIT tax from that leverage. And I've seen some IRA companies that play games with crazy charts. You're not really paying here, you're playing here. But then there's a mystery and they confuse you, which is the tactic of financial institutions to confuse you into saying, I have no idea what you're talking about. I just have to trust you. The the big difference is you're not going to pay taxes. Uh, Big difference is you're in control of it. Big difference is it's actually totally protected liability wise. IRAs have limits based on the state. So you end up with a couple million bucks in an IRA in the wrong state, you get sued. Judge can take some of that money. EQRP has layers of protection that are different. No other product has that. I, I've seen some. I've seen a lot of products that say we're the same, we're the same, and I go, really? Let's let's do a, a little autopsy and see what happens. And it's never the case. It's not the case because it's unique. the The other thing, um, IRAs versus there's actually a number of things. You can't own physical precious metals and hold it yourself in an IRA, self directed IRA, in an EQRP. You can do that. You can actually order and physically hold physical bullion. This is a big deal. I, I like gold and silver a lot. And there's a reason because it's real money and they're printing faster than we can actually save it. So those are big differences. Huge difference that changed six months ago that's going to blow up solo 401k plans is that Congress changed the rules. If you've got part-time employees, you can't have a solo 401k. An EQRP works with, with part-time or, or full-time. Part-time, I'm talking 10 hours a week. Part-time. This is a part-time person. That makes, that's a huge problem, but operators that, that sell cheap solo 401ks, just kind of generic ones, cause they're all basically the same. Those are problematic because you cannot hire a part-time person without including them. Well, you can't include them because a solo 401k or a solo K as they're called, they're all meant for one person. And so that is a massive difference. You're stuck. You can never expand. And people go, well, I'm just going to have contractors. I'm like, mm-hmm. If you have a contractor that looks like an employee, the IRS is going to ping you and it's going to blow up your plan at the same time. Why would you do that? Because people are cheap. That's the bottom line. It's a better, higher quality product. It's like a broke down Yugo versus a really great Lexus. I, mm. I, want, to, I want to be cheap. I don't, I don't want to, I'm going to just, I'll deal with a broken thing. No, it's driving right now. I know there's a cloud of smoke going out behind it. It might catch on fire on this drive, but it's okay. What are you doing? And it's because we we live in this, this scarcity mindset. And when you realize you're going to do well, it's like buying something and then you throw it away because it's disposable. Buy something of high quality and you're actually going to be able to buy it one time. Most mm-hmm. people that are in solos are going to end up evolving into EQRPs over the next few years. So hmm. that's a big shift and there's, it's just, it's a dynamic plan. So there's massive differences. And again, the internet will try to confuse you because there are characters out there that would like to say otherwise, but you just have to look under the hood. Can you um, invest in your own deal with an EQRP? Yeah. So there's, there are ways to do that. Um, with an EQRP, there's, you have options to, if you're a general partner in a deal, for example, the hmm. way that you would do that is you could, you could borrow money out of your plan. And then you could use it to feed as a general partner interest. Or if it, like you had a house you were going to invest in, you could borrow money out of your plan 
if you're doing work on it. Now, if you're not doing work on it, you just, you found a deal and somebody else is running it. You could absolutely invest your, your retirement account money as an investor. The problem people run into is they go, well, I found a deal. I'm a general partner and I want a limited partner piece to be my retirement account. Totally disqualified. And so mm-hmm. there's ways to do it. And now you can put, you can borrow a hundred thousand bucks out of your plan. Can't do that with an IRA either. Self-directed mm-hmm. IRAs, there's no borrowing with mm-hmm. EQRPs and solos and 401ks. You can big picture too. IRAs are under section 408, different part of the tax code. So there's different rules, but that one comes up a lot. And a lot of people are playing with fire and the IRS. I, I have firsthand information. The IRS is investigating a number of syndicators that have been playing past the gray. And so now is not a good time to pay, play past the gray. It's a great time to have a great attorney that mm-hmm. is guiding you because people are going to get hammered and it's because they're trying to cheat. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're saying that like people are using their, their self-directed IRAs to invest in their own deals and that there's some investigation going on around that or? So that's happening a lot um, that, okay. the, that people are investing in their own deals and, uh-huh. and they're, they're basically running a business using their retirement account. The IRS is looking at that. They're scrutinizing people that are cheating with fees and not violating SEC rules. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of that. When you're syndicating, there's a lot of ways to raise money and people are, they're playing with fire. And I know mm-hmm. firsthand of a number of people that are actually under investigation because the FBI will contact us and say, we want to know about your experience. Don't get rid of your records. And it's like, oh, dang. So this yeah. is actually happening. This is not me theorizing about what's going to happen in the future. Mm-hmm. It's happening right now. What does that mm-hmm. say? What does that mean? Be smart. Don't mm-hmm. cheat. Mm-hmm. Have an attorney and run your stuff by, and and you know what? There's plenty of ways to make money. You don't have to cheat. Yeah, yeah, totally. What are the fees involved in setting up an EQRP, or can you walk us through that? Like, let's say you know we wanted to set one up. What what is the process? What does that look like? How do we fund it? Is it like could we roll it over from somewhere, or what does that look like? Yeah, so there's you can you can put money into an, into a plan, um, whether it's new active income because you you have self employment income or you have a business that you own and you're paying yourself as an employee. That's new money that can go in. You can also roll over money from other plans, self directed IRAs, four hundred one k's that you've from employers you've left. Right now, because of CARES, the CARES Act, you can roll over really up to a hundred thousand dollars out of an, an, a current employer's plan, including TSPs. Federal employees have TSPs. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of ways to get money into the plan and it's, right. it's limited to the 57,000 of new contributions plus unlimited amounts of rollovers. So lots of ways to get money into it. Uh, setting up a plan, there's, there's different types, the way that we build them. These are custom. This is not a cookie cutter. So mm-hmm. sometimes they're, they're built when we have employees and we build that, or sometimes it's one person. So we build them different ways that and all the different protections and the liability with the LLCs and everything that's in there, all of it together is 3,500 bucks to set up and, and for your first year. After that, it's 400 bucks a year. Okay. This covers all the compliance stuff. It covers building it. It covers the, the, the support. And it's funny because you know what? I, I look at people that, that say, well, I've got a cheaper option for something. And I'm like, yeah, all right, I get it. And good luck with your cheap outlook on the world. You're going to get in trouble because you're going to end up with a cheap attorney, a cheap accountant. You're going to have bad advice. And so it is a way to play. And mm-hmm. you know, you, you're going to get what you pay for. And that's, we, this is, this is more expensive for a retirement account. You can get a free solo 401k at Schwab or Fidelity. You can get a free IRA at a thousand places. So do you want the free thing or do you want the thing that will protect you, that will allow you to get to your goals? And that's the big question. So a lot of options out there. Yeah. And then when somebody signs up and do they work like directly with you or are they given like an account manager or how does, how does that work? Yeah, this is, there's a whole, there's a whole team. So one of the funny things is we've noticed a lot in the industry of retirement spaces, there's a lot of one people, one person operators or apps where Mm -hmm. people go, I've got this great app and you get to interact with a bot. And I'm like, this is my retirement. Why would I want to have a bot helping me? I get robo advisors, but if that's what you're looking for, we're not the right fit. And, and so you have a whole team and it's a big enough team to where there's depth to the bench, but it's not like calling fidelity where you talk to a different person every day for the next 2000 years. And it's never the same. Mm-hmm. So you you actually are going to become part of a community, a tribe, just like y'all have done. You mm-hmm. create a tribe. And so you get to know, you'll get to know everybody on the team because we okay. all interact with all of our clients. It's way mm-hmm. cooler than either one person or a thousand people. It's kind of the sweet spot. I, I remember um, at that event that you spoke at, at the real estate guys event uh, a few years ago, <laughs> at that point, I didn't know who you were, but I remember there was a guy who came <laughs> on stage and he was talking about the self-directed IRAs. 
and he was selling him. He's like, this is, this is what's great about him. You could do this. You could do that. You do that. And we're all like, cool, taking notes. And you know, like, this is great as self-directed IRAs is the way to go. And then they announced, and next on stage, Damien Lupo. And then you come on stage and you basically <laughs> smashed everything that he said. And I'm sure that guy was like cowering in the corner, like, shoot, oh, I got to no. change jobs. <laughs> It was kind of funny because people actually, I remember, I forget who, somebody came up and they go, did you just say the opposite of everything he just said? And I said, (laughs) kind of. I mean, mean, it it is what it is. It is what it is, right. So what are you going to do? It's either the truth or not. And so truth will set you free. And that's what we were doing. All right. Well, I could go on and on asking so many more questions about the EQRP. I've heard about it um, and I'm certainly intrigued and I definitely will um, be contacting you and talking to you after the show for a little bit because I want to learn more about that. But let's move into the last part of our show, the investing for good impact round. So we're going to ask you a couple of questions around investing for good. So the first question is investing in yourself. So what is one way your investments are helping you to live a better life? My investments give me clear clarity on having freedom by being very clear about what I'm investing in why and what it's likely to do over the next 10 years there's an outlook and a time frame that allows me to say okay you know what I'm I'm taking risks some places but I'm also setting myself up at the same time to make sure that I have my time and if I don't want to work or I can't work 10 years down the road then I'm not in a situation where I'm a ward of the state so I'm setting myself up it's a basic it's the um it's my my security goal. I've got a security and a comfort and a rich goal. These are rich, rich dad, poor dad type of things. Mm -hmm. Kiyosaki talked about most Mm -hmm. people go right to rich goals. They're Mm -hmm. like, I need to have 25,000 a month. I'm Mm -hmm. like, what does it take to live? So I've got those goals and I know how my my investments are getting there. So for me, it creates a sense of calm to where I'm not nervous about the future. I actually understand how I'm going to be set up. So I'm not saying, I hope social security doesn't go away. I don't care if it goes Mm -hmm. away. It's not going to impact me. Wait, can you say that again? The, you said the three. Yeah, was that again? it's a security plan, a comfort plan, and a rich plan. And there's different levels, different things you do, different types of investments. Some people use like whole life insurance as part of their security plan. Different things. Trading commodities in the futures market is probably not something for your security plan. That's called rich plan. Like I'm shooting mm-hmm. for the moon. Different, yeah. different things. Love that. Oh my goodness. I love that. That's so true because so many people just get stuck on a number. They get so fixated and it can be very stressful because it's like you're just never, you always feel like you're never getting there and you're, you're always like more and more and more and more. Um, but I love that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Second question is investing in others. So I'm sure you've got a lot to say on this, but what is one investing strategy or hack that you might be able to share with the audience that will help them catapult their investing journey? hire an A person. I was really resistant to this for a long time because Mm -hmm. I I got burned because I picked B's and C's. I picked people that were just not very serious. They weren't serious people and Mm -hmm. they didn't have the right integrity. And I said, well, yeah, but they're cheap. That's good. I can save money. And then after the experience was done, I was like, I'm never working with somebody again. I'm doing everything myself because I'm not going to screw myself over. So I just went and did that. The, the shift I made into investing in other people and building a culture with people where I love them, they love me, they love the mission and, and pouring resources, pouring my heart into them. It's, it's lifting them up and they're lifting the entire tribe up. And so we're making a dent in these shackles. We're breaking them one person at a time all the way to that million mm-hmm. because of the investment in another person and trusting that people are generally good, yeah. but making sure that you actually vet them a little bit and say, okay, mm-hmm. are you like a wolf? in sheep's clothing here mm-hmm. or are you actually genuinely good and then and then you support them so that's that's been my my hack if you will and it's hard it's it takes a lot of confidence and trust in other people yeah yeah god i love that investing into other people and oh my goodness i think all too often people are so fearful and afraid and um it's true looking for the cheap option and you get what you pay for for sure um Good advice there. All right. Last question is investing in the world. So what is one way that your investments are helping to make the world a better place? So a big part of the energy that I put in my people and and the company that I run. um, So I have a hedge fund and we invest in mini storage. Is that helpful? No, I don't know. People's crap in in tin cans. Is that really benefiting the world? It's going to happen and there's nothing wrong with it. It just is what it is. What happens though is by by teaching people and giving them tools around their own freedom, then they break shackles. And the, the mm-hmm. people that break shackles are the people that are self-responsible. People say, well, what can we do to change the world? If people will shift into self-responsibility, they won't be rioting. 
because they're blaming things. They won't be breaking windows because they're a victim. They'll go into a place where they go, if it's up to, if it's going to be, it's up to me. And they focus on making themselves better, shifting people and helping nudge them towards self-responsibility. A big part of that is how we control our money. And if we say, my money is my responsibility, we start to rewire our brain and our spirit. That ripple effect changes the world. It completely Mm -hmm. changes us where we stop fighting capitalism and saying we need to be a communist and socialist and like, that is not helpful. That's not self-responsibility. That's called victim. That's called blaming. That's like the government saved me. So right. the big hack or the big, the big thing to do is for people to be self-responsible. So we focus our energy on that freedom, getting to mm-hmm. freedom through self-responsibility. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that is, I could not have said that better myself. Self-responsibility, so much of what we started off the conversation with as well. Um, so good. Uh, I think that so many, if we can help people. And I think, I feel like that's what Annie and I try to do as well is helping people really take control and not leaving it in the hands of what we've been told and what we've been taught. So I love all of that. It goes back to what you were saying earlier on. Wealth is not about a number. It's about that experience and about the skills that you build along the way. All right. Well, Damien, I know we've only skimmed the surface. You know, you've got a book, you've got your own podcast, you've got Black Belt Wealth. So tell us, <laughs> tell the listeners um, if they wanted to connect with you to learn more about the EQRP or anything else that you're doing, what's the best place that they can go? So the simplest thing, every most people have a, a phone that's surgically attached to their body or their head or something. So if you take <laughs> no. that thing, I, I've heard of this. I can't tell you. My phone's like six inches from my hand right now. That's really embarrassing. So um, here's, here's what I would suggest. You want to learn more about this, text the word EQRP to 72,000 and you'll get a summation of the book. It's a 15-page report that I wrote. It really just, it's like cliff notes. So you can cheat your way into some knowledge. And then if you want to copy the physical book, I will FedEx one to you. Just text me back when you get the report with your address and say, please send this book to me and we'll ship one out. But it's literally just texting. And I know everybody knows how to text. If you can listen to a podcast, you can text the word EQRP to 72,000. That's how you get the ball rolling. It's not about knowing this stuff. It's about doing something. So if all you do today, your one thing, your Gary Keller, one thing, get the book and then look at it. Don't like put it on your head to try to absorb it, but like crack it open. Just get it. That's the first step. It's like the gym. You got to get in the car to go to the gym. If you don't get in the car, you don't actually end up in the gym. So here, just text that. And, and then you'll have, you'll literally have like a tentacle into me and my world. And I am happy to help. Just let me know what I can do for you. And one more time for the listeners. What was that? Uh, the text code? It's EQRP to 72,000. All right. Damien Lupo, financial mentor, best-selling personal finance author, host of the Financial Underdogs podcast, creator of Black Belt Wealth, creator of the EQRP, and so much more. Thank you so much for being here with us, Damien. Thank you, ladies. I appreciate you having me. You've been listening to Investing for Good, the number one podcast for people like you who are investing to build a legacy for their families, create a meaningful and intentional life by design, and impact the world around them. For more resources, check out goodegginvestments.com slash podcast. And be sure to join the Investing for Good Facebook community. And don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star review so we can continue to bring you amazing new conversations every week. Until next time, keep investing for good.